Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble Women's Show. My name is Brian, and as my phone goes off, sorry. <laughs> I am joined by Wolf and Carr. Folks, how are we? Yeah, good, good. Nice to be back. Yeah, yeah Brian, it's been far, far too long since we've done one of these. So yeah, it's good to, good to be here talking about the positive side of Rangers Football Club for the, for the change. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, Carr, to be fair, it's um, it's been pretty much raining goals for the women, isn't it? I mean, they're doing no bad, are they? Especially now that they've got like a few injured players back that are contributing again. We just seem to be on a roll. All the young ones have gone back out on loan to different clubs, so it's it's nice to get them all back and a few goals and we keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Pete, how are you doing? And Paul, as always. Paul, how are we? Nice to see you as along. Uh, Wolf, as Carl's saying, you know, it's all pretty much positive on the women's side. Um, injuries are receding. Um, you know, there's there's been maybe one or two hiccups in this season with a part of game one 0 but apart from that, it's been it's been very positive, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's all it's all about winning. I mean, apart from the the one draw, we've been doing relatively well. You know, um, and as you say, we're we're, we're, scoring, we're scoring now. A frightening amount of goals. I mean, we had Montrose, which we are not sure if we talked about it in the last pod, so we'll talk about it tonight very, very briefly. Um, I mean, Montrose was a, was a walk in the park, which when you consider that at the weekend they got a 3-3 draw with Hearts, it was a better result than it probably yeah. seemed at the time because it was 13, it was 13 going on probably double that. I would say their goalkeeper was their man of the match. I thought she was fantastic um, on, 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 the, on the day. But um, yeah, I mean, the... The, the women are scoring scoring a lot of goals, not really letting many in. I mean, we're letting in a bit of a shocker against Hearts, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it's it's all very very positive. Don't want to don't want to change anything. But it's quite positive <laughs> at the minute. Absolutely. And um, speaking of the Montrose game, Car, um, 
I think I predicted, used to predict, I think all you guys predicted 11. I went 10. I think I went one under. And we ended up going 12. So um, I was kind of surprised, Carl, that we got over the, the sort of predicted sort of scores that we did. I know. I think we were kind of looking at the Celtic game when they played them first game of the season. Although they got nine, so as long as we do better than them. But I didn't expect it to be quite as easy. Although, as well said, their goalkeeper had like a tremendous game, and she seems to be one of the best players for them. I'd argue. So it's not much more we could have done, but probably could have scored a few more goals. But that that's been a bit arrogant, saying you know played as well as we did, scored as many as we did, but we could have done more. But that's just what we expect, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And Wolf, is, is Villa, Villa News with Cosplay says, the defence has been very good this season. Um, you know, I think they've, they've maybe conceded, I think, two goals, maybe three at a push. Um, they've certainly been a lot more settled this season defensive-wise, haven't they? It's been... It's been okay. I wouldn't say they've been, been, been rock solid. I mean, we've had a few kind of kind of scary moments uh, at the back. I mean, we're always we're always particularly when Jenna's in goal with greatest respect to. Her. We're always we're always looking for a mistake. Um, but at the end of the day, as long as you're scoring more than the, the opponent, you're going to win games. And we're not really conceding a lot of goals. But in, in the league that we're in, with the, the strength of the other teams, okay, Hearts and Hearts and Hibs, and to a certain extent, Aberdeen are, are stronger than they were last season. But we well. We shouldn't really be losing a lot of goals to other teams. We shouldn't really be losing a lot of goals to Glasgow City and Celtic either, to be fair. But yeah, we're not we're not doing too badly at the back. But the, the encouraging thing for me is, as we've touched on, we're scoring an awful lot of goals. We're scoring different goals, and it's different players. But we're not relying on one person to score goals. And Rio Hardy's come in; she can't stop scoring goals. You know, Kirsty Howitt got played got um, got player of the month for September because she can't stop scoring goals. You know, uh, the, the young team. Don't score ordinary goals, you know. I mean, me and Macaulay is impressing me more and more the more I see her. And the goals, her finishing is tremendous. Uh, we any her finishing is brilliant. I mean, I mean, I know I'm kind of I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I mean, even you know, even even my captain scored an absolute screamer. Oh, she, okay, she's not one of the young team, but even she scored an absolute screamer on Saturday, on Sunday. You know what I mean? Which I'm sure our dad will have a go at me for because when we scored, when we scored a dozen that went throws, I went, "What's happening here?" All these goals, your daughter didn't get any of them. So I'm sure he'll dig it. I'm sure he'll dig it me if he sees me on Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, hello, Sid. All, uh, watching all the way from Toronto. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Hope you're enjoying the show. So, yeah, uh, Car. You know, Rio Hardy got four goals against uh, Montrose. He is certainly standing out for me over the recent games as the sort of not linchpin, maybe a bit harsh, but you know, she's very important going forward to this team. Yeah, we, we need to keep her fit and maybe if, you know, in the lesser games, <laughs> all right? Yeah. Potentially against Hibs, you know, get her a few goals and then just take her off, give her a bit of a rest because we're going to need her fit for the Celtic game. Like her and Rachel Rowe, I'd say, are definitely two that we need absolutely fit and firing for the Celtic game. But she's just outstanding. Like she could definitely play at a higher level than 
than us, to be honest. And she has, I'd argue, down in England in the championship and that. But we're so lucky to have her. And it's whether we're going to be able to keep hold of her for a couple of years. Because I think a few teams in the WSL will be looking at her going, well, we need a goal scorer. She can do that. We'll, we'll try and take her. But her and Rachel Rowe, I'd argue, have been two of the best signings that we've made in the summer. And Joe's done fantastic with bringing them in. And the system that Joe's implemented to the whole team, it's working with the front two and that 10 in behind is working really well for everyone. I'd say the back three was a bit of a struggle for them to get used to. And I think that's why we have lost a few goals, just because they've been a bit unsure. And then Cathy had the mask on, which I think didn't help. Because since she's taken that off, she she played really well at the weekend without the mask on. So I think that's helped quite a lot. So I'd argue that they're, they're getting to grips with it now. And now that Chelsea and Brogan and that are all back fit, we're definitely going to be on to a winner, I think, if we just keep them off it. Because that's yeah. Sarah Ewan's out injured again. We don't know what's going on with her. So we're just struggling a bit at the moment. But we've got plenty of spares in behind. Absolutely. And I suppose it'd be remiss of us to mention uh, bands from the team. Uh, car. I mean, I must admit, I I really didn't hear much about her or knew much before she signed. Um, but by Joe, what a player she is! I know I didn't know much about her either. And then I I think I don't know if it was on this pod or like the other pod that I do. I said, well, she hasn't scored any goals yet, so I was a bit kind of worried about that. And then she just was on the pitch for about three minutes, and she'd scored like an absolute peach of a goal. So that made me shut my mouth a little bit. But incredibly. Technical, very good pace. Just looks like she's going to be a really good player, but I'm trying not to fall in love with her because she's a lone player. And we know the the trials and tribulations of that wolf. You know, fall in love with players, you <laughs> they leave, and then you're you're left high and dry. But um, it was a good performance against uh, Montrose, twelve 0 As I say, I predicted ten. I think sure, sure, all you guys predicted eleven. So we weren't far off the mark. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was always going to be, a, it was always going to be a few. And as I said earlier, the fact that Montrose have got, you know, have come on to a, a couple of more decent results tells you how good, how good the result it was for us. Um, but I mean, t- touching on on, Lib- on Libby Bance, I mean, she she was on the park. I don't even think it was three minutes, and, mm. and she scored, and it was an absolute screamer. It really was. It was a great goal, you know. And as I said earlier on, Brian, it's good that we're getting goals from all over the place. You know, we've got defenders scoring goals, we've got midfield players scoring goals, we've got subs coming on scoring goals, you know. Um and it's not and it's not just against Montrose, you know. I mean we with goals all over the place for against Hearts and against Hamilton at the weekend, which we'll obviously will come to. Um and as Carl said, you know, the, the, the defence is getting more used to the, the back three of the system that, that Joe that Joe wants to play. Um well, listen to the, the the interview after the after the Hearts game. With the ridiculous goal that we lost, Joe said she was okay with that because they've got to take risks to play the way she wants to play. Uh, maybe she was okay <coughs> with it. I I wasn't particularly okay with it, but I mean, I I know where she's coming. I know where she's coming from. You've got you've got to take risks to win football matches. Um, but we could really do without stuff like that at the back. But uh, but yes, it's, it's everything in the gardens rosy at the minute. And Car, I think. Acoustic Gymnast is right with you. He's right behind the team, or she is right behind the team saying we're going to win the league. But it's very early in the season, isn't it? It is, but it reminds me a lot of the year that we did win the league. Well, everybody all over the pitch was scoring goals. Fair enough, we didn't concede as many goals that season as we already have this season. 
but we're definitely on to a good gelled team that wants to work for each other, that's not scared about physicality and getting in team spaces, which I think is exactly what we were missing last season. We didn't have that, you know, we had um, Demi Vance, we had Zoe Ness the year before when we won the league, who, who weren't scared of a tackle, who didn't mind getting in people's faces. And last season we were kind of lacking that a little bit. And we've definitely got that now with Rachel Rowe especially, but even Rio to an extent is, is more than happy to do that. And I think that's what's gonna we're going to need to win the league. So we just need to keep going where we're going. But I don't know who said it, but a new goalkeeper probably is something we need to look at not January, but definitely summer, because the mistakes have just been consistent from Jenna, I'd argue. It's just it's just what she does. But somebody said at the Hearts game, it was very windy. So I don't know if that was a factor in that. But that, that pass was way too short, didn't give any enough chance to get the ball. And it, it's just ridiculous. We shouldn't be doing that. But I suppose these things are bound to happen with, with Jenna and goal, but... We're doing all right at the other end. So as well said, as long as we score more goals than the other team, we win games. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Wolf, we then played Hamilton away, 6-0. Another convincing win, clean sheet. Are we, are um, we not going to talk about Hearts a wee bit more? I'd like to talk about Hearts a wee bit more. Oh, on you go then. Fire Just away. because, as Carl, well, Carl touched on, sorry, he's for you dive on to Hamilton no, no. at the weekend. Um, as Carl said, it was the conditions were a bit. I mean, it was at the Orium. The Orium. You guys were the, the Orium, weren't you? I was. I was in Munich. Carl was in of Munich, but we'll, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yes, she can tell us about that once we've once we've talked about the good stuff. Um, but yeah, I was lucky enough to be at the Orium. It was bloody windy, and it was, um, it was in our in our face for the first half, and we had that. We're back in the second half, and. Uh, it was. It was. I mean, I actually said. I actually said at half time um, that hopefully in the second half all we're going to do is just shoot from everywhere because you're scoring a lot of goals, and that's. I mean, that's where me and Macaulay used. I think used the win. Used the win well when she when she scored third goal. When she scored the third goal, you know. But I mean, it was a it was a decent performance against Hearts. It wasn't. It wasn't earth shattering, but I mean, we did what to the conditions made it really really difficult though. And because it was a cup tie, the object of the exercise was to get through, and we got through. Um, and in the draw, there is a massive favour because we've got because we got Borromeo Thistle, and um, the other two of the so-called big three got each other. So happy days. I must admit, I did message the group when the the draw came out and said that we had Borromeo Thistle and Celtic had Glasgow City. And Car, you were particularly pleased about that. I mean, it's the perfect draw if we could have asked for a draw. It's really the perfect one because realistically, we're going to breeze past Borough Thistle and then potentially get probably a Partick or somebody in the next round. Or, I mean, it could be we end up with City or Selic, whichever one of them gets through. And then, like last year, we get a kind of not one of the top three in the final. But it's ours to lose, essentially, at this point. We have to go and retain that. That's our main objective at this point, and then go and win the league. That's realistically all that matters this year. Yeah, the treble is always what we aim for, but we have to win the league. But a perfect draw. We couldn't have done much better. So roll on, and hopefully we get a few goals in, get a few more youngsters in the in the side to get some more people back and a few more goals. Absolutely. And, of course, as Wolf mentioned, Car, you and Laura had a 
a little detour trip out to Munich. Um, I dare say it was to watch the, the Bayern Munich women's team. Um, give everybody a little insight to how Bayern Munich women's team sort of operate and how things are over there and how Sam Kerr's getting on. I mean, she seems like she's really enjoying herself. She's really happy and fair enough she didn't play, but she seems like she's got good friendships built up with a few of the other players and just seems to really enjoy it. But they've very professional setup. So they play at the campus, which is essentially their training ground. That's where their under-19s, under-17s and women's team play. But I mean, a massive pitch, basically a whole stadium that I think holds 2,500 people. It's got a standing section at the end of it. It's just so well put together and their fans are really behind it. It was sold out. I think it was sold out fairly quickly as well. Um, they really have got on board with their women's team. Everybody's singing, everybody's joining in with the chants. And it's just, it's such an incredible experience when you compare it to where we are at the moment and where we have been with very few people turning up, kind of mediocre stadiums and pitches playing on. It's just incredible. Plus the weather was really nice and it was Oktoberfest. So, you know, it was an all round, just a great trip. But we went and saw the Allianz as well, which is just incredible as well. It's just breathtaking, but no chance we'll get a ticket for that. So just a wee walking tour of Munich, enjoying the 27 degree sunshine while it was battering rain here and seeing some great women's football. And how's some... Um adapted to German football, you know, because let's be honest, it's, it's her first foray a, a, abroad. Um, she's only 23, 24. Uh, a big step for a young lady to take. Um, how do you feel she's getting on and adapting? I think I've only seen her play in a couple of games. It was a pre-season friendly and then a cup game they had before their season started. So, But she seems to be doing quite well. They were, I think they were down... 2-0 and then she came on and they got back to get a draw at 2-2 so I think she's you know doing all right for herself and I'd argue that sometimes I watch Georgia Stanway which is basically her direct competitor for that that role and I think that Sam was probably better than her but that's probably just my bias of like you know loving Sam getting in the way of that but she seems to be doing quite well I just Unfortunately, she won't get as much game time because she's you know, certainly behind Georgia Stanway and a lot of other big players that they've brought in. So it's just going to take time for her to you know, get her position, her place in the team, sorry, every week. But seems to be really enjoying it. Made a, a few friends in the team and I think her German's coming along a bit better. She's still getting tutoring for that so that she can speak to everyone. But she's driving and that. She's got a car and everything, so she's doing no bad. It's not a bad life off, is it? Eh, not bad life at all. Best of luck to her. I mean, Sam, Sam deserves everything she gets. She's worked hard yeah. for it. You know, she she absolutely deserves everything that she gets. Um, I mean, I mean, to touch on what Carl was saying, I've obviously I've not been to Munich to look at their, their women's setup, but I mean, I know at, at Ajax the setup's exactly the same. They play on the academy pitch, which is right, which is right next to the Amsterdam Arena, because uh, we played when we played Ajax last last season in the Champions League, uh, the men's first team, we went to the youth league game. Which is playing right. on the same pitch, it's the same, yeah. it's the same idea. And they've got they've got a nice stand and they've got standing behind the goal and all that. And it's, a, it's an absolutely cracking setup, you know. And it's it's to me that's that's some of the difference with the, with these big teams on the continent. They, they they play at their own ground. It would be it would be akin to us actually building a proper a proper stand at Ockenhowie, you know, rather than what, what we've got what we've got is ideal for what we need. But to push it on to the next level, you, we need to have something that will hold more than Two or three hundred people, you know, which is where going abroad would probably helps. But 
we're not the only people to play on Broadwood. It's a synthetic, it's a, a synthetic pitch, if I can say it. You know, um, these these clubs, these big clubs in Europe, have got their academy. I mean, Man City's the same. I think they, they play at the at the academy as well. You know, they 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 actually they've actually got if you like academy stadium. I mean, Barcelona's had one for years. Their B team stadium's been next door to the new camp for years, and it holds about eleven or twelve thousand because they've got a team that plays in it in the Spanish second division. I believe the women play there as well, same as same as Madrid. You know, so, so it is light years. It is light years ahead over there. I mean, if you look, if you look down down in England to the EPL, the the women's games flourishing down there. I mean, they're playing in the actual club stadiums a lot of the time. You know, I mean, Arsenal's playing at at the Emirates. And they've used the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for Tottenham games. You know, and they're getting crowds. You know, I mean, we play Hibs at Ibrox on Sunday, and I'm sure we'll get a couple of thousand there, which is a step in the right direction, and it's better than a normal game. I mean, we were at the Orium against Hearts last week, and the Orium holds. I don't know what Jordan Bowl, 200 or something, if that, maybe, you know. And that, that was quite curious as well because um, Hearts put out a tweet on, on the morning of the game saying that uh, online tickets were sold out, but you could pay the gate. I didn't quite get I didn't quite understand that. It's either sold out or it's not sold out, you know what I mean? Uh, must be, it must be an Edinburgh, I think. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we've, we have still got a long way to go, but I mean, it sounds like it sounds like Karen Laura had a tremendous time in Munich. Um, and I actually had a look. I'm, I'm, I'm going over to Prague for the, the 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 men's first team game in a couple of weeks. I actually had a look see if there was anything on at all in Prague the night before the game. So I'm going over on a Wednesday morning. Unfortunately, there doesn't appear to be anything, but I'll keep looking. So if anybody knows if there's any women's football in Prague on that week, give me a shout because I can't find any. It would be nice just to see what it's like out there. Absolutely. <clears throat> um... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is Munich a one-off in Germany? I'm not sure. Um, is that Sam Kerr or is that Carter? I'm not sure. Um, get back to us and we shall clear that one up for you. <clears throat> so, Carl, we went on and then played a Hamilton Aki's at the weekend. Um We've all been to Hamilton. It's a very, it's a funny place. Hamilton, there's, I think there's only sort of two big stands, one sort of little one, and then not a stand behind the goal. So it's a, it's a funny setup. But um, the first goal was it a surprise? It took twenty minutes for the first goal. No, because we had opportunities. We were putting balls into the area and we just couldn't really get much to come off. But they were doing quite well. Their goalie, who we trained for a number of years, um, you know, she played a really good game. She made a couple of good saves, but we just couldn't really get anything to come off. But then the first goal was an own goal and there was a couple of own goals. And I'd argue that even maybe Kirsty Howitt's goal later on comes off the defender. So potentially we only actually scored two outright goals of our own. But if you put them in the right area, they'll go in occasionally. So it was good that we were doing that, especially Rachel Rowe was getting you know out wide and crossing it. And Jodie McCleary was doing the same thing and she had a really good game as well. So 
you know, it was weird though because they segregated us. They put us in the spice of life stand, as it's called, which is the one behind the goal, which is very bizarre. I don't know why when they wouldn't just want everybody in the main stand so it looks better on the camera. I don't really know why that happened, but they had a lot of kids clubs there. I think they gave away a few tickets to. It was an Australian kids club there, which is you know class to see, but it was just a bit bizarre. But. Hamilton's a, a weird setup, but they seem to be doing all right for themselves. And two of their best players, which are actually our players, couldn't play. So I think that's why they struggled a little bit. True. Um, Overhill's asking, just met in terms of support and facilities for the women's game car. So, you know, over in Bayern, is it is it light years ahead of sort of what we're, what we're used to? Oh, it's massive. I mean, their game coming up, they're playing at the Allianz, and I think they've sold 15,000 tickets for it so far. So there's definitely a demand and a growing support for them there. But I think the fact, the way they've got it all set up, it makes people want to go because it is an enjoyable night out. It's not a case of, oh, you're just going to the football. And the football is incredibly good too. I know like the football for us is really good here, but it, it's a step above us as well. So it's definitely just something people go to. And then all the, the team come out and they stand for like an hour and a half after the game, meeting the fans, signing things, giving them wee autographed pictures after the game and stuff. So they just got everything really figured out. And, you know, they can grow from there, I think. They could probably build another stand at the, the stadium to get more fans in. But even the opposition fans that were there, they had their own section. They had flags and ultras and singing and everything as well. It's just so far ahead of where we are at the moment in Scotland. And of course, well, let's women... be, let, let, sorry, let's be honest, Brian. Right, football in Germany is light, light years ahead of Scotland anyway. Well, it is, yeah, yeah. I mean, football, yeah. football in Germany is fabulous. Um, I don't, I mean, I know over the hill's initial question was, is Munich a one off in Germany? Um, I'm not, I don't know much about the women's game in Germany, but I know it's not a one off because I, I keep an eye on what Union Berlin do, and I know they've got a, a fairly decent setup for the women's team. I mean, you see things on their social medias and stuff, and they sell bucket loads of tickets for games. You know they've got they get they get decent crowds. Imagine Leipzig we get decent crowds. Dortmund. So I think I think it's just general. It's just generally done better. You know, and to be fair, the quality of football is better as well. You know, and the whole German football experience is better. So if they can even yeah. get half of that into the women's game, then it'll be it would be a cracking day. Out. Yeah, and I think as well, be remiss of us not to mention Wolfsburg, who regularly compete for Champions League yep. awards yeah. every yeah. season. You know, yeah. it's a team that yeah. not not necessarily a household name in the men's league, but certainly in the women's league, they are an elite team car, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think most of the German teams are fully professional, you know, full-time, all paid, very good money, doing really well over there. And it's not even just in Germany. I'd say most of kind of mainland Europe are doing all right for themselves in terms of the women's football with Barcelona and, you know, all these other big teams that have really pushed their women's team and put a lot of resources into it to make it what it is. And that's why so many you know, English, Spanish players and that will go over there to grow because it is so well done. And I think that's just the case of we're just not there yet. And I think it's going to take a good 10, 15 years to even get a quarter of the way of where they are at the moment. But it just takes us constantly pushing it and trying to get it into people's heads. Come and have a watch, see if you like it. And if you do, then great. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, Brian, I'll lose point there spot on as well. Um, that I know he's been flippant saying, you know, Germany, you get beer in the stands, but it's it's not just that. It's an entire day out over there. I mean, football's yeah. always been like that. I mean, I, I'll, I'll always remember what I, I went to, a, 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 I don't know, about a lifetime ago, I went to a pre-season game when we played uh, 
we played we played somebody pre-season. I can't remember who it was. One of these German kind of not not big teams in Germany. And as I'm walking out, there's a, there's a German walking back down the stands with two with two beers and two burgers at the end of the game. You know, so they make a day of it. Whereas in Scotland, if the game's finished, you get, you get told to leave the ground. Thanks very much. We're going home. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a whole it's a whole day out there, and that's how they treat it. They treat it like a day out. Mm-hmm. So it's not just. It's not just the ninety minutes on the pitch; it's the whole experience, you know. And that's I would imagine the women's game will be exactly the same, because they'll, they'll just try and transplant it, and and it's it's just done differently. So it's, it's quite difficult to compare it. But as Carl says, we, we do we're getting better here, but we still need to do an awful lot more, you know, uh, to promote the game. When I when I go back to what I've said long and weary about the, the women's game, they don't even promote the games they're, they're putting on the telly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. we've got Sky Sports Cup with no games on Sky, which is ridiculous to start with. You know, uh, we've got games, we've got games coming up. I'm sure Sky will push the games they've got coming up. But there's games this weekend on the BBC. I bet you nobody knows what they are. You know? I mean, I know our game with Hibs was originally supposed to be on the BBC. Is it still on the BBC because kickoff time's changed? I've got no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I suppose as well the, the whole German experience car. If you've got a match ticket, you get free public transport, so bus, train. However, you want to get to the station, I'm sure, I'm 99% sure that if you've got a German ticket, you get free uh, public public transport. Yeah, they had um, shuttle buses from two of the kind of big stations that I think if you had a ticket, you could you could get to it. But we were we stayed in a hotel fairly close to the campus just because you know it was easier that way. So we just walked, and it was actually because it was so hot, it was so nice on the way back because it was kind of cooler to just like walk back, but. You know, they do everything right there, I'd argue. Like the public transport, if you buy a t- an all-day ticket, you can get the train, the tram, the bus, mm, yeah. and you don't need to worry about it. You just get on. You don't need to worry about it as long as you've got a ticket. They've just got really just everything to do with Germany seems to be a hell of a lot better than Scotland. And it kind of, I don't really want to come back, to be honest, but Rangers are here, so. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, well, if we go back to the Hamilton game, uh, Cathy Hill uh, got second. Um, I wouldn't say it was bundled in, but it was a good finish from close range. Um, I think it was from a corner. So you know that's you know Cathy up and running one of the centre halves. Yeah, well that's that's all you want. That's what she, that's that's what centre halves are up there for. That's why you push them up for set plays to score goals. And I would say it probably was bundled in, but I mean it went in. That's all that matters, you know. Um, and then obviously the third one was in, was their own goal as well. Um, mm. Well, I mean it was. What was that cross sort of and it deflected off the player in the goal? Would that be fair? Yeah, I think that if I would say the first one, I think if I remember it in the right order, I think the first one she must con- she must control the first one. She went to control right it under the goals. Put in. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the second own goal, so her third goal, she couldn't really do a lot about it. The ball just kind of hit off her and, and it went. Um yeah. and as Carl says, you could argue that Kirsty Howard's goal was an own goal as well, because it was a shot that was Probably on target, so we'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Say it was on target, but it took a deflection by the keeper. But as somebody pointed out in the comments, the keeper in a great save. We hit the post twice. You know, I mean, it could it could have been an awful lot more than it was. Absolutely. Um, we got a penalty in the sixty fifth minute, car, and I watched the BBC highlight show last night on BBC Scotland, and <clears throat> I would say it caused a little bit of a stir. But obviously, Rangers getting a penalty generally does. Um, it, to me, it hit the player's hand. Regardless, um, the player's hand was slightly away from her body. But as you know, in football now, if if it hits your hand, 
It's a penalty. Simple as that, isn't it? Are people actually arguing that it shouldn't have been a penalty? Because that's you, a madness. You know, if that's you, know what, you know what it's like. Uh, but there was two occasions before that where it, one of them, Rio, was being grabbed by the shirt and then ends up not being able to get the ball because of it. And there's another one where it hits off both of our hands and we're not giving anything. I think this was the one where the ref went, I can't not give it now. Like, it's too <laughs> obvious, it's too blatant. So, I mean, it's mental people are saying that's not a penalty. Hits off our hand in the box, so it's a penalty. That's just how penalties work. And we weren't sure if Kirsty was going to take it or if Rio was going to take it, but Kirsty went and got the ball. Rio was already standing at the at the spot <laughs> to take it. Cool as you like, does what she does and slots at home. So, I mean, I'm very happy with it, but and that's mental if people are saying that's not a penalty. It's just the controversy, Wolf, when that three words come up, isn't it? Penalty to Rangers. No, no controversy. You hand them. No, I know, I know. Simple. There's, there's always a. They're, they're always trying to find a way of how 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 could it have happened and how how did they get the penalty? It was a it was a penalty, and as as Carl says, Rio just stepped up, and there was never a doubt. I mean, as soon as he grabbed the ball, put the ball on the spot, she's going to score. I mean, it's just simple as that. She doesn't miss him. Very much so, and. Eight five minutes from the end car, Nick Doc saves the best to last. Um she doesn't she just doesn't do tappings, does she? She's it's it's always a screamer from 20, 25, maybe even 30 yards. Yeah, I I don't know. She doesn't score very often, but whenever she does, it seems to be very long range on her weaker foot as well. Like but before that, I don't know if the highlights show it, but she she dummies it and it goes out to Mia. And we're all going, I don't think she meant to do that. I think she meant to get the ball and, and she missed it. But then Mia just puts it back into just into the space and just absolutely smashes it up into the top corner. It's just, and then she just stands there like, yeah, like that's what I do. Like, don't worry about it. And even Joe was kind of like, what what's going on here? Because that's like a couple now that Mia's done it, she's done it, Chelsea's done it. Like a few of them have scored absolutely banging long range goals, and Joe looks kind of taken aback at the fact that we can do that. But arguably, we should be doing it more because there was a few that we went high and wide, and Megan hit the post. Unluckily for her, she really should have had a goal or two. But you know that's what Nick does, and we need to just keep her doing that. Give her that space, and she'll she'll do it. As you say, CGM, penalty to Rangers, does magic three words. Uh, Ofra Hill, uh, lived in Bremen for three years. You're not wrong, car. Things just work over there. It seems to be a common theme, car, in Germany. Um, seems to be, seems this year we actually have a designated penalty taker in Rio rather than a lucky dip of who takes it like last year. Wolf, I've always been used to, and you, you're probably the same as me as there is a penalty taker and if that person's on the pitch they take the penalties simple yeah, as I mean, that isn't it i mean yeah i mean alan's got a point but i mean, I mean last year with the, with the with the team selections and the, the substitutions and the injuries and the way it went i'm not even sure a designated penalty taker would have been on the pitch that often to take a penalty because it was all you know the team the, the team changed so often and then you know you got player, players on form looking the for Bizarre reasons getting taken off, so I, d I don't think I designated penalty taker last season. The problem was one; we just probably <laughs> went on the park and we got penalties. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. so as, as Carl says, if we can keep if we can keep Rio fit, um, if we can keep uh, Maya McCauley fit, I mean, she's I'm more and more impressed. With her. I said that for working live. I'm more and more impressed with her the more I see her. Uh, 
you know, we we any just incredible. You know, Rachel Rose came back from injury. She absolutely ran for me. She ran the show on Sunday. Um, I thought she went off. I hope that injury's not too not too bad that she's got. Um, she was sitting with ice on her ice on the back of her leg, so hopefully she's not too bad. But I mean, it's very it's very encouraging. Um, and we just need to keep knocking. We just keep need to keep knocking over the teams in front of us until we get to the the big games, the games that are probably going to decide the title. And we've got one of them coming up very very soon when we travel to Airdrie to play that other lot. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just take care of Hibs on Sunday. Um, at Ibrox, hopefully, as I said earlier, hopefully we get a decent crowd. You know, I mean, I mean, Rangers have done what they what they do for it. I mean, I can understand why they do it. I don't agree with it, but my GS members are getting in for a pound. Um, is encouraging people to come along as well, just giving the tickets away mm-hmm. than charging a pound for me. Um, I don't see why they don't just make it a fiver across the board and just, you know, then people that are genuinely interested will come along. But if it gets if it gets bombs on seats, that's fine, you know, because they'll get the the ancillary the ancillary, ancillary revenue of the pies and the bovrols and the, the scarves and stuff like that, because of people visiting the superstore and things like that. Yeah. Also notice as well, um the fan zone's open yeah. for the game. That 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 was quite that was quite nice to see because obviously they must have shifted a few tickets before they're saying they're opening the fan zone. Yeah, you know, which will encourage more people to go along. Hopefully, you know, um, it's a great opportunity. If anybody is thinking about going along, it's a great opportunity to take your kids along, uh, experience Ibrox when it's not it's not raucous, it's not 50,000 people, you know, half 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 of them rocking about with language like I usually use all that sort of stuff. You know, when it's a, it's a much more much more fam, family orientated atmosphere, would you say? Absolutely, um. Paul, you know, Rio didn't have her best game, but she was there or thereabouts. And then uh, Captain Dot with a great strike goal of the season contender. And I was wanting to speak about Rachel Rowe, Carr. Um, first time I'd sort of seen her, you know, close up in that game against Hamilton. And very much um, hard-working midfielder, sort of number eight, number 10 sort of player. Um, very... Very creative and quite selfless, isn't she? Yeah, I think Laura had said in the pre-season games when we won the City of Glasgow Cup or whatever it was called, she's the kind of player that comes on or is on and she'll grab the game by the scruff of the neck. And just everybody around her then goes up a level because they don't want to be the one that seemed to not be doing what everyone else is doing. So she's mm-hmm. kind of getting everyone around her to do put that extra yard in, do that extra tackle that's needed done or whatever it is, play that better pass or whatever needs done. But she's so pivotal to what we need. And I think we noticed that when she was out injured, that when we didn't have Megan, when we didn't have her, we were kind of struggling a little bit. And that's kind of what we could have needed her against Partick. I think we would have had a better result had she been playing that game, just because we would have had a bit more intensity in that game. But She's just incredible and I just hope we can keep her fit for a start and then keep her because I think she's going to be really instrumental on us winning anything this season. Yeah, absolutely. And Rolf, you're quite correct. Rangers are playing Hibs on Sunday at 1pm. It's on BBC I'm, I'm Sports. Glad, I'm glad of that because I'm, I'm heading down for the game so I'm quite yeah. glad I'm right about that. On, <laughs> but it's on BBC Sports Scotland so I would imagine that will be on the website. Yeah. For people that's what that aren't was, aware, that's what it was originally supposed to be on anyway. But I, I wasn't sure when they moved it, when they moved the venue and the kickoff thing whether. But again, you've had to look that up. They should be telling you that that should yeah. be, you know, more prominent. And there's other games on as well that, you know, 
we should just we should just know, know they're there. If there's a, if there's a a men's team game on of any of the the top league clubs, you know about it. But the yeah. women's games, you've got to go looking for it. You shouldn't have to do that. So, folks, if you want to watch the Rangers Hibs game and find it, it is on the BBC Sport website and just find the women's football section. It'll be under there. Uh, Glasgow City go away to Aberdeen car and then Celtic are away to Partick. Do you see any form of upsets in those three games? I don't think so. I think City will very comfortably beat Aberdeen. I don't really see any issue there. Potentially, Partick might get something out of that game just because they seem to be doing really well at the moment. I think Megan Cunningham apparently had like a player the of the against Sims. Yeah, she she apparently was one of the best players yeah. like on the park that day. Which you know, for Partick, they've done incredibly well this season. I think they brought in a few big names from Motherwell and Montrose and Aberdeen and that, and they've really bolstered the squad that way. And they seem to be, you know, doing quite well. And Jenna Ferguson, who's obviously on loan from us at them, seems to be doing quite well. So I think they're absolutely flying at the moment. So potentially there could be something there. But again, Celtic, you never really know. Because I didn't expect them to beat Glasgow City. But obviously getting a red card and what happened in that game, they kind of had a bit of an easier go at it than we did. But... You know, it, it's going to come down to us, them, and City beating each other that, to win this league. I don't think it's going to be a situation where last year where it's going to come down to goal difference and, you know, hoping in the last couple of games of the season. I think it's going to be, you know, somebody's either going to run away with it or come last game against each other, that's when, when it'll be won. But I think it should be pretty straightforward. All three of us will probably win. Yeah, fair, fair to say. And Wolf, excuse me, the league table stands as... Uh, Celtic on 27 points from nine, Rangers on 25 from nine, Glasgow City on 22. Um, goal differences are very variable. Uh, Celtic have got plus 43, we're plus 39, Glasgow City plus 24. Um, nine games in, do you take anything from those sort of stats as in the, the amount of goals, um, you know, the, the, the results that the three teams have taken against each other is there anything anything to take from that or is it just a case of it's far too early to say well still still a long way to go I mean I mean Glasgow City sitting in the third um, a few you know for five points behind Celtic I think it is um, because obviously they drew with us they drew with us in the, the loss to Celtic so I mean for Glasgow City they've they've played the other two big teams and they've, I've got one point yeah. we've only played one we've only played one of the big two we've got one point Celtic's got you know, Celtic's played one and got three points. So, at the end of the day, when we play Celtic, it's looking at that as vital that we certainly don't lose to them. Yeah. A draw wouldn't be a disaster, but obviously we, we want to go beat them. Because the scar says it is going to get the games between the between the, the three of us. I mean, the, I mean, the way it looks, basically, the next time Glasgow City play us and or Celtic, they really have to win. Mm. Otherwise, they're, they're going to end up, they're going, they're going to be cut adrift in third place very, mm. very quickly. So, but then we could also be in that boat if we go to Celtic and lose, then that's them beat us and City, and we've done with each other, which is perfect. It's what they want. That's what we need them to be doing. We need to be beating the two of them and then drawing with each other. It would be absolutely perfect. Yeah. So we can't afford to lose to Celtic for the, for the same reason. So there is an awful long, long way to go. Um, I mean, leagues, leagues aren't won up in September and October, but they can certainly be lost in September and October. So we just have to keep just have to keep winning games of football. And the way we're playing, I'm fairly confident we'll do that. 
100%. You agree, Car? I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, City have got Champions League, whereas Setlick, I think, had that disappointment of not getting through, you know, last kick of the ball kind of thing and then penalties, which... You know, any team would struggle after that, just demoralised. So I think they've come back into the league and have been a bit angry and just kind of used that anger on the teams they're playing in the league, whereas City still have to focus on Champions League. So they've got their kind of mind in two places, I think, whereas we've just got to focus on this. So it could go either way, you know, depending. But as Paul said, Cav has really... You know, when she was at us, she wasn't used effectively or efficiently, I'd argue. She wasn't given much game time when she was. It wasn't really that much. She wasn't really played in her ideal position. Whereas Celtic are giving her that freedom to go and play, run at people, tackle, you know, do what you got to do. And she's scoring them a lot of winners recently, which, you know, it's gutting for me because... We knew what she could have done, and then Malky didn't want a player. So then she went to them because they wanted her, and you can see what she's capable of. So it's just, it's annoying that we had that potential to have somebody like that, but then also we've done better and we've got Rayon Rowan, uh, Rachel Rowan. So, you know, I'd argue we're doing better, but it, it, we have, we always have to beat Selic, but this is incredibly crucial that we beat them. A draws. Not good enough, but we'll do. But if we lose to them, that could potentially just springboard them onto just flying away with it at the top. Yeah, it's it's a very big game uh, in a couple of weeks for for sure. Um, Wolfram Hill's still hoping that Party gets something against Celtic. So, as you said, Car, before that, it's always possible. And there's you know Partick are playing well, so you never know. We we'll always always look out for that. Um, so I suppose it comes down to predictions time used to um, Rangers versus Hibs. Um, we weren't far away. Well, you guys were closer than me. One goal off uh, with a big score against Montrose. Wolf, Rangers versus Hibs. First goal scorer and correct score, please. First goal scorer, Rangers versus Hibs, will be Rachel Rowe. Assuming that she's fit enough to start the game, and it will be four nothing to the Glasgow Rangers. Nice car. Three one, because I don't trust us to keep the back door shut. <laughs> and I don't know because Hibs have caused us problems in previous seasons, but they're on a bit of a downward trajectory at the moment. So I don't know, but I'm saying three one just to like not make a fool of myself if they. You know, we only beat them 1-0 and it's, you know, whatever. Laura Barrow won't be back because she's away on international duty with the 17s. Probably, I'll say Rio will be first goal scorer. Fair enough. And I'll I'll go one better than Wolf. I'll say 5 nothing to Glasgow Rangers. And I would say Kirsty Howitt because... You you both eliminated the other two likely goal scorers, so I'll go with the number nine, and hopefully Kirsty uh, comes up trumps. Paul's going four 0 with Rio, so 
Um, not a bad shout either. But there we go, folks. Um, we shall hopefully be back. I think work schedules and just folk being on holidays and everything just caught up with us. So because the men's team have have got a hiatus, Wolf, um, we shall hopefully be concentrating more on the ladies over the next couple of weeks. Well, there's no reason we can't. There's no reason we can't go live again. We get on the next week and uh, yeah. pull the hips game a bits as long as uh, Karen and Laura are available. Laura's obviously putting on an apology for tonight because she's got. Um, she's otherwise indisposed with uni, with uni work and stuff like that. You know, far too clever for me that. You know, far too <laughs> clever for me that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no reason we can't we can't do these more frequently if if the work schedules permitting. Obviously, I mean, it's you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's just keep keep it going. I mean, everybody watching, fantastic numbers watching, uh, all the usual usual suspects in the comments, which obviously we're very grateful for. Um, mm -hmm. And before we go, Carrie, what do you do a bit of advertising of a pod that you mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah, I do. We, um, I don't know if anybody, well, Alan and that will know because they're part of it. We do the, the Rangers Women Supporters, well, Rangers Football Club Women Supporters Group. So we started a podcast, I don't know, a month and a half ago or something, just to try and get a bit more information out there. And, you know, obviously we do this, but there's not that many women's pods about the women's team. So we thought, why not, like, dip our toes on, see how we get on. And it's been doing all right. We're not at the numbers that the Rabble's at, but we're, do, we're doing no bad. And also on Sunday, we're doing a, a fundraiser for the uh, Breast Cancer Now because October is, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we're doing a Wear a Pink event. So if you're in GF4, just wear a pink T-shirt or a pink cap or something, you know, get a bit of knowledge out there. But we, we've hit our target, so we're not really looking for any more donations. But if anybody wants to, they can find it on the Facebook or the Twitter account and they can donate if they want. Yeah, I forgot. It was um it was um, it was wear, wear pink day on Sunday. Um, yeah. that cause that causes me a problem. But I'll solve I'll solve that. I think Demi's got a pink scarf. I might just take that with me. Um but yeah. If I can if I can squeeze it my Rangers Charity Foundation pink shirt, I might might see if I can get into it. I'll see. There you go. <laughs> uh, Car, this is probably for you. Um do we need a pit bull in midfield for the bigger games from Paul? And I would, I'm assuming he's meaning a bit of a a Graham Sunis uh, type sort of midfielder in the sense that they'll put their weight around in the midfield. I mean, I'd argue that Kirsty's not so much a pit bull, but she's so technically gifted and she can hold most players off that I'd argue that she does a pretty good job in the midfield, but then especially with Megan Bell back as well, she's really good at that kind of not letting people pass kind of thing. We've got Tess back now, Chelsea's back, Brogan out wide and that. So I think, I guess it depends where you class a midfield as. I'm not a tactician, so I always think that the number 10 role is kind of in the midfield, but it's in the in-between. But I say that Rachel Rowe's kind of in that position as well, that she can drop deep and do that kind of stuff as well, but also get forward. So. I think we're doing okay at the moment with who we've signed to, you know, not we're not soft as we were last season, you know, at the back and in midfield and at the front, I'd argue with the signings that we made last year compared to the signings we've made this year. Yeah, I mean, Wolf, it's, you know, we're eight games in. Um, I think it's fair to make comparisons for, you know, the team this season and the team last season. What's the biggest plus and biggest positives that you see from last season to this season? 
I think it's positive for me is that the young players that are coming through and doing well. I mean, the fact that 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 Joe's happy to play them. Joe's got no problem playing, you know, playing Kirsty McLean, playing Mia McCauley, you know, starting starting these players, you know. Kayla Jardins had some game had some game time, you know what I mean? And um and stuff like that. Even some of the some of the players that have gone out on loan now, you know, that they've had they've had minutes for us before they've gone away. That that to me is a massive, massive plus. And obviously bringing in players of the quality of you know, Rio Hardy, you know, Rachel Rowe. I mean, these are quality, quality football players that, that we're very, very lucky to have. And as Carl says, I'm no doubt we're, we're paying them a few quid, but they could probably get better offers going going into the the the, the women's premiership or the or even the championship, you know, in England, because there's a lot of money floats about down there because of the, the TV deals they've got and the crowds that they get and things like that. We're very lucky, but to me, the best thing that we've made or the, or the biggest change that we've made is bringing in Joe Potter. Yeah. I mean, Joe Potter has been massive for the way we for the way we play. You know, I mean, she, she as she as she said herself after that goal we lost against Hearts, um, we lost it taking a risk, and I don't mind that. I don't mind the team taking a risk as long as they, they learn from the mistakes they make, and and they're still scoring lots of goals. And the, and the football's pretty good to watch as well. You know, um, she she makes she doesn't just make substitutions for making substitutions change. She's sake. You know, I mean, there's been games where she's made she's made material changes at half time. I noticed that watching the game on Sunday, about halfway through the first half, she swapped the wingers over. You know, I, can't, I mentioned that in the group chat. You know, I mean, that's something Malky would never have done. You know, and it's just tremendous. You know I mean, I just think Joe, Joe Potter is the biggest the biggest plus we've got uh, this season by by a long, long way. Paul, we'll pay money for you to wear that one. <laughs> We'll buy you a coffee or a, a drink for you if, you if you wear that pink wig. There you go. A uh, couple of more comments just coming in. Uh, Alan, uh, Nick can play and do that role in the middle and Michelle can play at the back. Joe has tested that out already. Uh, Paul Pitbull, as in Cavani. <laughs> and funnily enough, Car, you mentioned that earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I mean... I guess last season we really could have used her in that, you know, that situation where she was an ankle biter. She is willing to go after people and, you know, I didn't know she could score goals the way that she has been this year. But I'd argue that we don't, I don't know if she would fit into Joe's system this year with what Joe's done. Because as well said, she does swap the wingers over a lot. At one point I was like, why is Brogan over there and Jodie's over there now? And then they were just swapped back and that was it. Like, no... No issue, they would just swap around and then she'd be shouting in orders at folk. And, you know, I think at the start of the season, she was keeping Mia on her side so that she could kind of speak to her and tell her what to do. And now I think she just trusts Mia to go and do what she's doing because she seems to have got the knack for it now. It's just incredible. I didn't know who Jo was before this, but I'm so glad that she's here. Even Jay as well, because you can see the difference that it's making having people in that know the women's game more than anything, that know how training and that kind of thing need to go with how it's different rather than just having somebody in that's oh okay they might be a good coach but you know it didn't work out because the players they signed and the changes they made during games and they didn't make changes in terms of formation and tactics whereas this season we sometimes we drop back to back five sometimes we're you know got nick in that number six position with you know players being injured so rachel's then been playing as a centre back, all this kind of stuff and it's just it seems to be working. So you know, I'm really happy to have Joanne and JN and the players in that we've got because we're getting somewhere now, I think, in terms of the women's setup. Yeah, 
100%. Wolf, speaking of the sort of managerial change that we did make, um, do you think do you think the team needed a female manager in the sense that you know they had they were always used to a men's manager before? And as Carr just mentioned, do you think it was important that the club went down the route of a female manager, as in the manager is then understanding what the players are going through, what they're experiencing, and then able to sort of relate to them a lot better? Would that be a, a fair comment? You're on mute. You're on mute. Sorry, I did that. I was sneezing. Sorry. Um, it was important that the club employed a manager that knew the women's game. It didn't mm. necessarily have to be a woman, but it had to be somebody that knew the women's game. But yeah, you make a decent point that she, that obviously Joe being female, and we're not trying to be at all sexist about any of this at all, because that would just wouldn't be what we do. She can empathise with the the issues, if you like, that you know that, that women get have that men that men the men don't have. You know that the men. Even even look look at the, the the problem that we've that we've discussed. I'm not sure if we've done it here. We've certainly we've certainly done it in private off off here. Um, where the amount of ACLs has been in the women's game because of the makeup of their body. You know, that I think was it explained. Carol Laura explained it's the way the the shape of their hips and the and the the contact. I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not medically minded. But you know, something to do with that. That's why they tend to get more ACLs than in the men's game. That's something else that Joe will understand. And not just that, it's something that girls can look up to because, I mean, Joe Potter's got, what, 40 England caps? Something like that, you know? Yeah. And okay, the England team then weren't what the England team are now. But that's still 40 international international caps for a a decent country. You know I mean? It's not it's not 40 international caps for the Faroe Islands or, mm-hmm. or you know, Luxembourg or any of that. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, ped, that's pedigree, you know? She's been about... The, the game a long time. She obviously knows what she's talking about, but it wasn't particularly important that we brought a woman in, but we had to bring in somebody that knew the women's game without a question of a doubt. Yes, and I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so, folks, that is us. We've just about hit the hour mark. I mean, I, was, I wasn't sure how long we'd managed to get out of this, but we've, we've just about hit the hour, so... I told my missus would be 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can blame, you can blame me for that. You can blame me for that. Uh, sorry, sorry, she's watching that stupid farming program, so we'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I asked for I asked the women manager a question last year. For me, at this stage, a normal a normal is it normal manager is a def a woman manager is a definite plus. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. So yeah, there we go. So hopefully, we will be back uh, next week with a live pod reacting excuse me, to the Rangers versus Hibs game. Uh, we, we shall let you know in good time. My thanks to Wolf and Carr. No, well, just for context, folks, Brian's input to the the Hibs game might might not be um, particular, particularly great. Or, oh, no, it's not next week. It's not this weekend. You're going on the Sausage like Ibrox, is it? No, sorry, it's no. the week after. Okay. The week okay after, sorry, yeah. We can edit that bit out. Edit that bit out. <laughs> So, yes, so hopefully we will be back with a, a, a pod Monday, Tuesday again, like this week, and we shall be reacting to the Rangers-Hibs game. So, thanks for joining us, and we shall see you again very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.